Hello, everybody, and welcome once again to the American Horror Story podcast by Bald Move. We're the officially unofficial podcast for the American Horror Story television show on FX. I'm your host, Aaron. And I'm Cecily. And it took me an unusual number of tries to get the intro down today uh, for some reason. This was episode 806, uh, Return to Murder House. Cecily, we pre-banged this last week. We did uh, pre-bang it. D- did it come in at banger status, or did it disappoint? I uh, I think it I think it was banging pretty hard. I this week. I think we I, I think th- we look pretty good at our banging. I think I'm gonna pre and post bang it now. Like there was a lot of exposition in this episode. Yes, but it was spaced with some pretty cool crowd pleasing moments and some uh, really horrific things too. That mm-hmm. black mass. Not my cup of horror tea, but it, it's effective. It was effective, yeah. yeah. Like the idea of being abducted by a bunch of Satanists and killed for some kind of Lovecraftian demon ceremony that you can't comprehend. Like, what the fuck? Right. I mean, Kathy right. Bot staring you down over a upside down crucifix. That's that's not something you wanna you wanna see. No, on a, not on a ever. Cold, dreary night. Uh, even a right side up crucifix. I'm not. I don't want any part of that. Mm-mm. None of it. Mm-mm. Um, so overall, your thoughts on the Behold and Madison Roadshow. Did it live up to expectations? It was pretty, pretty delightful. I think the Roadshow is really entertaining. There's something just kind of hilarious about their interplay. I actually really like Madison's kind of like banter with the ghost in particular. Like when, you know, they walk in Dr. Harmon's quote unquote daily routine. She's like, hey, Dilf. Uh, dad, I'd like to fuck. Like, I, that's really hilarious, I thought. Um, yeah, no, she's quick with the one-liners. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I, there, I, there's a lot of, like, meaningful eye rolls that are exchanged between right. the two of them. Right. Um, I would hate to see if there was, like, a throwdown competition of who could do a better eye roll. Mm-hmm. Um, but for right now, they're not competing, and they're both very respectable. Yeah, I was actually interested to see like how evil they were going to make the the male warlocks. Like, was the joke going to be that when Behold finds out that Langdon is literally the son of Satan, is he going to still be like, "Well, he's my son of Satan. He's my supreme." But I was relieved to kind of see that, like, nah, he's like, "Yeah, this is obviously we're not going to support this guy when we find out he's literally the devil." Um, right. I thought that was a pretty cool touch. Uh, what did you think about the revelation that Michael Langdon aged an entire decade <laughs> in a single night's sleep? You know, we had... I'm not going to... Uh, okay, so we had a lot of really, really great theories that people have sent in to us over the past couple of weeks about... Mm. How you know? Just last week, we discovered the definitive theory about how Michael Langdon ages, right? Right. He and Ryan life Murphy force. said, "Go fuck yourself." Yeah, yeah. Uh, definitive theory. Here's yeah. what's really going to happen in one night. <laughs> I'm going to add ten years. Yeah, it's not like a. What? It's not like a steady, accelerated Hellboy <laughs> growth. It's not like a he yep. sucked the life force kind of. Gr- it, it's just he just yeah. One day uh, he was in a hurry to get to be the Lord of Satan. Right. So yeah, he just, just grew 10 years. You know, I just yada yada. Um also <laughs> speaking of yada yada. Uh-huh. Um 
Moira's bones got dug up and relocated. She's gone out of there. So still no definitive answer on whether or not your bones need to be on the grounds in yeah, order so, for your spirit to remain. But we, so we're we were right. There was some kind of wrinkle about her bones being laid to rest. I don't know, like like because not all of these bodies stay on the premise, right? Like right, like, exactly. Like the black dahlia as a prime yes. example. She died on premise, but yeah. her body was relocated off ground sure and yet her spirit remains i mean uh, the, we don't know what happened definitively to the doctor and his wife with the that made the uh nosferatu franken baby whose name I, well the harmons uh, they didn't Infantata. get buried on the property Infantata. the harmons weren't buried on the property like none right, of that, exactly. and, and like the the caretaker of michael langdon that, that the first one he killed uh, Constance even made a big deal of saying it's the one body I don't have to get rid of. Because... Or even Constance's body. Yeah. They, someone just left her there? Yeah. like I Shoved her in a closet? So I, I don't know what the particular rules for Moira, but I do remember there was some thing, and I just thought it's like, well, it was just like an inconsistency of that season. And maybe, maybe it is, or maybe we're missing something in the lore. I don't know. If you guys got the answer, let me know. Right. But speaking of uh, holes in the backyard, Madison waited until... Behold had dug impossible amounts of holes <laughs> in this episode to reveal uh-huh. that she could just instantly fill them in with a hand flick. Uh-huh. That's cruel. That is cruel. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, she he could she could essentially is like a witch based backhoe and she lets <laughs> this man like I was laughing at sexist undertones. At, I was laughing at Behold's um like that's a job he did. Mm-hmm. Like you look in the that's background like, mm-hmm. and he demolished that gazebo. There's like a six inch concrete slab <laughs> that he busted up with and like then rebar he, running through it. He, and then he and then he digs like an eight foot hole and then he's got to dig God knows how much further to get to Moyer's goddamn bones. Mm-hmm. Then he digs. Oh God, that's so much digging. It's so much digging. So much digging. We did a lot of digging this summer on the fence line, getting rid of fence posts and stumps and whatnot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's more than a single day's worth of digging that they did. Absolutely. So, especially if you're not used to doing that kind of manual labor, it's hard. Uh, but uh, enough about that. Oh, another revelation. Lots of theories about who was Rubberman this season. <laughs> it's it's Langdon. Langdon confirmed. So that explains why you know the Rubberman demon is still probably is confined to murder house. This Langdon's got the rubber suit as well. Right, but the appeal of Rubberman is that you feel sure that it's Tate or it's Langdon in there, but you can't see their face and you don't really know for sure. Right. That's what's really like creepy and scary about Rubberman, I think. Right. Uh, it could be anyone. Also, well, I'm sorry, while we were outside of the murder house, did you see, they did a quick shot of it, but there was a wind chime that was made out of bones and skulls. Yeah, like deer deer bones. Yeah, I do think that was really evocative of one of the teaser trailers for Roanoke, the one that ended up being like on the nose when they had that competition over that one summer. Yeah, the hmm that uh, they had a wind chime made out of teeth. Yeah, I can clearly see like maybe that is a nod to that season since how else are they going to you know, it does seem like there's going to be a wink to each season. If if not, you know, if, if like if this is going to be all about season one and season three, essentially, there are going to be these kind of like nink, these, these winks and nods of the other seasons. Right. And, I guess that and could then be like one. season two, all of the spoilers I thought and hints also that they've that, dropped like, about ma- that. Maybe you're supposed to understand that like that's Langdon's animal cruelty handiwork, too. Because mm-hmm. um, it might 
probably a deer. Maybe it's a goat. I don't know. Yeah, or maybe it could be aliens. Have you considered that? It could, it, it could be aliens. I think it uh, might be aliens. Um, I also really liked how they revealed kind of Michael's story. Um, because this is a lot of exposition. But they broke it up by having Constance first start off. And we got a nice long introduction, reintroduction to her character, her oh, yeah. slinking down the staircase, and mm-hmm. then her getting into a complete bitch off with Moira, <laughs> uh, who we're going to talk about here in a minute. But I liked how they like had Constance kind of tell the beginning mm-hmm. of Michael Langland's story, and you're kind of wondering if she's going to shade the truth and give him a bunch of bullshit. And then she just, nope, goes right into the animal torture and murder. Then she you know, reveals her suicide, and she moves off, and then Dr. Harmon comes in. And he take he starts talking and talks about how like he had this golden age with Michael Langdon. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were bonding, father and son. And then, you know, Miss Harmon, Vivian comes in and she's the hammer. She like talks about just like how utterly <laughs> fucked it was. And then, oh man, the three sa- and how he stole her hair dryer and her hair curler. <laughs> It's bullshit. <laughs> and her whole her whole hair affect. Right. Um and then Anton LaFay. Do you know this fucker? Anton LaVey. Anton LaVey, yes, LaVey. Yes. He's like a real was a real life Satanist. Just died in like the late nineties. Yes. Were you familiar with this character? Founded uh, the Church of Satan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, a little bit, a little bit, because back in my edgier internet days I kind of like, you know, might have hung around alt that alt uh Alt dot Satanists or whatever it was. Um, right. Anton yeah. LaVey. I was, I was um, curious about stuff on the internet. I, what, I, what I think, how I feel about the Church of Satan is that it's very much founded on having your tongue very firmly placed in your cheek. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you've heard, uh, just to be gossipy for a minute, I don't know if you've heard of this theory about um, Anton LaVey's daughter. I think her name's like Tatiana no. LaVey or something like that. No. Google this woman. Uh-huh. She looks exactly like Taylor Swift. So it's been very much in like the modern pop culture consciousness because it's it's insane how much Taylor Swift looks like the daughter of the founder of the Church of Satan and Illuminati, uh, Illuminati. So is there like a theory that they are the one and the same person? Yes. That so explains why like she endorsed some, the Democrats. Right. I'm thinking there's some like six degrees of separation here. There's a conspiracy <laughs> at Satan Nation. Yes. Yeah. And we're about to uncover it. All right. Well, I'm going to have to all, do... Uh, all spirits. All conspiracy theories. All conspiracies? I, yeah, I mix up conspiracy and theories. Yeah. All conspiracy theories, all guesses, any kind of educated ideas are on the table. Did you recognize Pepper? Yes. By Pepper Anton was, LaVey's Pepper, side? Pepper was the not Kathy Botts, not LaVey, and not, yeah, not wearing Pepper face. Yeah, I did. I did. Her eyes. Her eyes are very distinctive. Yes. It's nice to see Jessica Lange uh, with uh, with an F-bomb on American Horror Story. Yeah. That, that was pretty nice. wonder how many they negotiated this season. I don't know. I don't. I feel like FX just doesn't give a fuck. They'll just throw They'll let right? anybody say anything. Um, we talked about the Black Mass and how particularly horrific that was. Um, there's a lot of, like, kind of horrific imagery. Uh, you know, Michael Langdon underneath the blood red crow sky was was the stuff of nightmares. Mm-hmm. Uh, him slaughtering the Catholic priest, very very scary. Uh, mm-hmm. I tell you what, I got legit chills seeing like the shadow of Satan stand up behind him and unfurl his wings. I thought that was pretty fucking creepy. Did you? Yeah, I thought that was so silly. Uh, 
Maybe it's the the unironic Christian still in me, but that stuff kind of uh, spooky. No, it just still seems spoo- like spooky. it seems still like spooky this, to me. Devil this, stuff still spooky. It seemed like spooky. The silhouette shadow thing yeah. was so much smaller than the actual person, and that's not what's intimidating. Oh, really? I it's thought like, he was like Balrog's eyes. Hmm. I thought he was bigger. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, there we saw a shot. nice satanic forearms too. I noticed. He's really been been pumping the satanic iron. <laughs> we saw a shot of a little girl who appeared to be blind that Constance was taken care of. Yeah. And she was blind in the same kind of creepy way that uh, Cordelia was in the coven season. Mm, mm-hmm. it, you know, she was she stabbed herself in the eyeball and she had this like horrifying disfiguration for three episodes mm-hmm. where her eyeballs were all puffy. And oh, big. yeah, I, I remember that. That was kind of like the opposite effect on this little girl. Do you think she is the beta, the Michael Langdon twin? That's what I got. That's the no, feeling I got. No, you know what? I think that they're perpetrating that that baby crying is the dead baby, the stillborn baby that they're keep taking care of constantly. I don't know. Is it? I don't know. No, I babies I, are in there. I don't know cuz she said she had four children and that's just that's just one of them. I don't remember that girl with the weird mouth eyes being in the the first season, but <laughs> You know. All right, somebody reset her Snapchat filter immediately. Oh, can we have a little digression on the show? I know that's not uh, kind of our thing. Absolutely. For you know what? Treat yourself. Everybody, do you know what? I started watching season three again. Kevin? Coven. Did you get a little coven in your oven? For I your got loving? a little coven in my oven, and it filled me full of loving because <laughs> coven is so good. That that first episode so is, many things covers happen. so much fucking ground. Mm. Oh my god, I can't even believe it. It's so good. It's better than I remembered. I'm very, very excited. Plus, I had this like nice little world collide moment because uh, Jim and I are doing this uh, a bunch of stuff behind the scenes for this upcoming uh, Super Serious Film Festival thing we're doing on Bald Move. Season of the Cage, where we're doing a bunch of like really bad Nick Cage movies, really good Nick Cage movies, and giving reviews and all this other stuff. And part of the research I was doing for Nick Cage, I found out that he actually bought... That haunted house. The what? What's the La La Rue? La La Rue's. Yeah. The the you know the 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 the, 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 the satanic pants. Yeah. The sisterhood satanic and satanic pants, pa- traveling yep. pants. Uh, the Lularoe mansion that he bought it. Yeah. And then had to sell it at auction because of his IRS debt. Yeah. Yep. So and plus many castles in Europe. Dinosaur skulls. <laughs> All of those things. Number yeah. one action comics. So facts. there's there's facts. your... Reporting the facts here. Bald move. There's your two-minute digression. <laughs> uh, back to our regularly scheduled podcast. Perfect. A couple more things. Yeah. So Dr. Harmon basically raised Michael, right? Mm-hmm. So is that why Michael's so evil? <laughs> but also, why is that Michael... That explains his slight boring streak. Why honestly. is Michael performing post-mortem re-surgeries on the Black Dahlia's wounds. I just think it's like, it's just a fucked up thing to do, right? Like, he's got a ghost that he can, you know... But why does she do it? Because she's, like, very deeply deluded. That was one okay. of her the, their characters, because she seemed like she's, like, undergoing a procedure. I don't know. She um, suffers from a terrible explanation. She does. She does. I do want to talk about Moira, mm-hmm. because we talked about her bones and all that stuff, but I thought the Moira at peace was really, really sweet. You know, it's like the best in for a, a supernatural entity that you can hope for in this kind of show. Mm-hmm. Being reunited with her mother, her mother forgiving her for the Halloween massacre, all that stuff. Uh, super cool. I'm glad to see Moira at peace. Mm-hmm. She seemed like a real 
Real nice lady. <laughs> struck down her prime. Real uh, firecracker. And it was a it was a happy ending for lots of ghosts. Are we cool with Murphy letting Tate off the hook to saying like this was all Satan's fault? Yeah, why not? Yeah. So yeah, we're all fine. happy with Tate and uh what's her face? What's her face Harmon? Baby Harmon shacking up? Yes. Baby yeah. H and Tate? Yep. All right. We're cool with it. All right. Well there there you go. I, I'm confused about the message that they're trying to send about how we should feel about Michael Langdon because they spent a lot of time showing him as this pathetic character who, you know, no matter how hard he tried, he never could come out quite on top and his eyes are always welling over with tears and he's so cute and you hate to reprimand him, but also he's doing like legitimately evil, thoughtless, selfish things. Yeah. So at some point, you have to understand that that's just who you are. So either he is, he lacks empathy so much that he can just murder thoughtlessly, or he has enough enough empathy to understand that he's being reprimanded for killing and understanding how that feels. Right. So I think I think the way this guy's playing this in retrospect is kind of interesting because there's always something a little off-puttingly simple about Michael Langdon, and if you decide that he's actually like a 13 year old boy. In an adult body kind of vamping around, it, it it makes sense. But another thing I guess I'm getting from the performance or what they're trying to suggest is that he's kind of like a demon-possessed child. Mm-hmm. Like, there is this innocent biological creature, uh, and then there's this insidious thing that's that's inside him, and there are flashes like the devil. The devil moves him to choke his grandma... But once he does it, the devil lets enough control slip that the real Michael Langdon can come through, and he weeps that he's doing this to his grandma, and then he finds his grandma. Like, so I, I feel like now that they've done the Black Mass and brought the cloak of Satan upon him, I don't think we'll see much of that uh, back and forth, but right. uh, I do think in early goings, that's what they're supposed to suggest. It's kind of like, you know, how'd you feel about the little girl and then the exorcist? Mm-hmm. Did you pity her, or did you think she was real mean to those priests and her mom? <laughs> like, I, I feel like you're a little bit, but now it's almost too late. Mm-hmm. Um, but on the other hand, is it really? Because like the whole story of Hellboy is he's literally a demon that fights against that to maintain his humanity. So I would think by Hellboy rules, Michael Langdon should have a better than even chance of resisting that. Mm-hmm. So, and that's the other thing is like maybe there's a little nurture here too because Jessica Lang's character Constance didn't really try you know she she was more she corrected his grammar but you could tell kind of supported the whole but in like an emotionally devastating way like in moments of trauma and stress yeah i'm gonna remind you that at my core i'm a person who's critical of you yeah i guess yeah there was a little bit of that and even i wondered when dr Harmon at the end like like you know Tate, his father, rejected him utterly and said, you're evil and I, you know, whatever. And I felt like there was a, when, when Dr. Harmon rejected him and said, I could never help you, maybe that's the mistake. I mean, I, I know he did. He did. It he seems did like hate, a lot of damage has already been done. He did so heinous I, I things. He killed too. Like, but, like, but you knew this kid killed a lot more people than that. So like, yeah, he's going to backslide. It reminds me of like, you know, we're watching these serial, listening to these serial podcasts and 
you know, they, they compare like these, this judge that takes like people that are addicted to drugs and puts them in these situations where they're going to reoffend and then they're going to be back in his court and he's going to morally lecture him, blah, blah, blah. Like, and then they've got the drug, the good drug court that understands that addicts are going to relapse and helps them with their therapy and supports them and all that. I, I get it. It's fucked up that he killed these two women, but he's killed a lot of dudes, and he just got rejected by his father. Maybe you cut the Satan boy some slack, showing some forgiveness and redemption. Mm-hmm. Is that crazy? I mean, it sounds crazy, but it's a crazy situation, right? And he's a ghost dad. What is you know, like you're what trying? What can you to, do? Yeah, what can you do? Like, like you've got you've got a fully a book of revelation situation here. Maybe it calls from some outside the box parenting. That's all I'm saying. Maybe you coddle the Satan, the Satan child. <laughs> you got to do what you got to do. Yeah. yeah, you got to you got to nurture. You got to nurture that because like he just didn't have uh, didn't have a fighting chance being raised by Jessica Lang. Right. That's all I'm saying. That's all you're saying. Uh, that's all I got. I'm excited for Feedback Friday. Who boy, Feedback Friday. Leave it for us at ahs <laughs> at baldmove.com. Uh, and you know we don't spill a drop of tea for free. We do not. And Cecily and I are also the worst possible combination of Seal and Heidi Klum. So we've got we've got that <laughs> to fall the back on. The actual worst possible combination. Actual worst combination. Yeah, send it in ahs at baldmove.com. There's also our forum thread, forums.baldmove.com, if you want to participate over there. And... Cecily and I are working on the first installment. Yes, I said installment. There'll be multiple uh, cinematic spooktacular Ooh. part two, the spookquel. Uh, uh. Probably come out late this week. We've got a bevy. we got a bevy of films already to, to discuss. They're spooky and scary. Right up your alley if you're listening to the AHS podcast. But until we see you there or on Feedback Friday, I am your host, uh, Worst Possible Version of Seal. And I'm the Worst Possible Version of Heidi Klum. Good night. Alvieta Zane.